Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris. Schmitz. We get things kicked off uh, 24 hours removed from the uh, Big Ten expansion. Uh, the Big Ten going Hollywood. We say hi to Coach Gary Barnett. Knows the Pac-12 very well. Knows the Big Ten extraordinarily well. Coach, a busy week for you. We'll get into some of the camps you, you were at. But, wow, what's uh, what's your level of surprise? What's your reaction here to the news 24 hours later with uh, Hollywood going to the Big Ten? Well, you said I knew the Pac-12. Well, I must not have known them very well. And I just had dinner last week with Jerry DiNardo from the Big Ten Network. And uh, he, he had absolutely no idea about about this thing going on. So they kept to the secret. They did a good job with it. I'm, I was really surprised. And uh, I, I knew eventually we are going to get to 40 teams and uh, didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. But uh, yeah, this one, this one's going to have effects uh, down the road that are going to really be huge. Well, let's talk about some of those effects. What, what is your immediate reaction to, to now? What is the Pac-12? What's left of it post 2025? What happens? Well, I, I think that it's going to be interesting to see whether or not Washington and Oregon stay, uh, I, I would say you could probably see um, San Diego State and possibly Boise State or somebody to that effect joining into the big Pac-12 if the Pac-12 seeks to, to continue, um, or the possibility of joining with the, with the big 12. You know, I think that's a bit of a stretch, but you never know. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, I think Notre Dame has got a good chance of maybe joining up with the big 10 before it's all over. I still think Florida state and Clemson probably make a jump to the sec. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see what happens with Pittsburgh and the big 10. So, I mean, and that's all out there. I think you're going to end up with 20, 40 teams in a big league. Um, now, how much of an effect that's going to have on everybody else, it's, it's really going to come down to TV money. Uh, and, uh, and then I think we're just going to have to see it sort itself out, and there's going to be a lot of speculation. And I'm, I'm on the speculation end right now because <laughs> I just, I, you know, as is probably most people. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's lots to come here before this is over. I can tell you that. The summer's going to be, going to be full. Gary Barnett with his Hall of Fame college football coach, Hale Varsity Radio, conference realignment. And uh, you have SC and uh, UCLA going to the Big Ten. Coach, are you um, 
with with the Big Ten, do do they stop? What, what's the perfect number? Let's let's get into some ideal numbers because you, you have coast to coast representation now. Is it eighteen? Is it twenty? You can keep adding if that TV revenue keeps increasing, and that's what's special about yesterday. It's it's two incredible brands that enhance the Big Ten. And meanwhile, the Big Ten can pay these two schools like the Blue Bloods that they are. And, and that's that's been the downfall of the Pac-12 coach was just what they were worth and what they were getting on the TV market. Do you stop at a certain number? And are you surprised Oregon wasn't, you know, partnered with SC or UCLA? Well, I wouldn't rule Oregon out yet. But- okay. I think I think two things. One, I think twenty is probably the number for both those two leagues. But but I, here's here's what I think has is a concern, and I think that's the Northwesterns of the world. I think it's the Minnesotas, Indianas uh, of the world. Um, you know, I the S in the SEC. I think the Vanderbilts of the world. I, I mean, I think all of those guys. There's more pressure on them now than the there's ever been because um, you're going to have to bring value to this. You know, you have to do your share of bringing value to these leagues. And, um, you know, you can't do it with, with 20,000 people in your stands every week. Um, and so that's before it's all over, that's going to be an issue. I don't know if it's going to be an issue this year or next year, but before it's all over, it's going to be an issue. And it's, it's going to force uh, those schools to pump money in and and find some way to create value. So that, I see that coming, but that that's that's not immediate. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's going to be a rush now between um, Washington, Oregon, Clemson, Florida State, pressure on Notre Dame, uh, possibly like I said with Pitt because that's a logical one. Uh, and then discussions between uh, the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Uh, you know, the whole the whole thing for the Pac-12 was they, you know, all their rights deals were up in a year, up in two years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's they were all hoping to strike it rich, become the third best paying league in the country. And I think this just throws this thing totally. A kilter. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, talk radio is going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, we are. You don't have to do any homework, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Barnett's with us. Coach, uh, you, you mentioned the topic of relegation, right? If we talk Premier League, <laughs> yeah. you don't win, yeah. you get kicked out. Man, that seems and sounds harsh for college ball, but I mean, you know it better than anybody that. Uh, that's that could be a real danger. Uh, what what are you what are you doing to pull your weight? And what's what's your timeline on that? Ten years, fifteen years? I mean, each school is set to, you know, make a it's a billion dollar deal pre USC UCLA. Now I imagine that thing's going to be even tastier. And by the time this thing's all said and done, you're going to have over a uh, hundred million dollars, well over that for for each school, but. I guess you got to pay your rent, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, relegation I think is going to occur faster than that. Okay. You know, I I, I think this is a five year deal in relegation, and 
Um, but, uh, you know, it's got to all, all, all the dust got to settle. We got to find out who is, who's in there and who isn't and this sort of stuff. And at the same time, who's leading this? Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest question. Who in the world is going to stand over and, uh, hand down the rules for all this? And I, I think as much as anything from the fallout from this thing is going to create the need for a, a czar and a committee of people who, who control uh, what this 40-team um, two-conference league is going to look like. And we're not there this day, but we will be there within a year. And, you know, the NCAA certainly doesn't have the power to do it. So that's the next big step is is what does the, the top look like? What does the organization and leadership look like for this thing because uh, in, a, in two years it's going to happen. So they got two years to p- sort of get this whole thing together. We'll uh, we'll talk uh, uh, Irish in a moment, but okay, give me. You're getting a phone call, Coach. So to either a B Czar or B B be part of the panel. Who do you suggest for Czar, and who do you want on the panel with these th- this uh, this forty? Uh, this 40 team makeup of, of super two super conferences, uh, AFC, NFC college football style. Well, you, um, I think for one thing, you go to the NFL and you find someone who, who deals with this sort of thing on a regular basis. And I think that, uh, I don't think the NFL guy becomes the head of it, but he certainly becomes, goes on the committee immediately. And then I think you've got to go to your commissioners from there and, and name a name. I, I don't know who that would be. I mean, Sankey's the one at the SEC is the guy that stands out the most. But, um, you know, there are a lot of there, – there are some other commissioners, Bowlesby and some other guys that are um, – you know, they got have a record in this and have experience in all this. And it's going to have to be a combination. It's going to be, have to be somebody who really understands the NCAA, but understands what's going on in this business world. And then I think the model is going to have to be the NFL model, but with with collegiate sort of guidelines. So I, it's going to be a combination of those, and, and somebody maybe who's done both. You know, I mean, Jim, Jim Phillips at, at the ACC office is a guy that really should have been the commissioner of the Big Ten, in my opinion. Uh, is a guy that that might be able to pull something like that off, but you need somebody with NFL experience, and uh, whether it's a you know a, G, a GM at one of the highest levels in the uh, in the NFL, and maybe one of the most respected, or uh, somewhere there's got to be an NFL contact. Coach, uh, what does Big Ten expansion mean for Nebraska? How does this affect uh, the Huskers? Uh, what what's the upside? What's the downside? And speak a moment to uh, recruiting the left coast. You and, and Nebraska well, both did it really well. Yeah, you hit it right. On the, you hit it right there. Uh, what this does is opens up the 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 West Coast for Nebraska again. They used to recruit there. They used to have guys, but this opens up uh, L.A. and California to the to the Big Ten. Um, so I, I think that's the biggest thing. I, I don't think this, uh, you know, this isn't going to damage Nebraska. I mean, I don't, I think the big question that everybody's got to solve is the non 
revenue sports of the volleyballs of the world. Uh, that, not that that's non-revenue. I mean, you're, uh, you're now, uh, you're going to play two teams on the coast that play volleyball and are good volleyball teams. And, uh, Nebraska's volleyball team is going to have just more competition, but I, I you know, the non-revenue sports the travel, all that, that's got to be worked out. I have no idea where that's going to look, but it, you know, they're, they're talking right now. I can guarantee you. But it opens up California for recruiting, I think, as much as anything. Is is Notre Dame making a phone call, or is the Big Ten calling Notre Dame? Yeah, well, I think both probably both are happening. You know, we were the the problem with the difficulty with Notre Dame is they have an agreement that if they go into a conference, they they're going to go in the ACC. But that's in conferences as they knew them at that time. Mm-hmm. That's not what exists now. So there's extenuating circumstances that may allow them to either buy that thing out or not to have to stay with that kind of a commitment. But, you know, they, they're going to have to do something because if, if they're going to be a part of this whole thing, I think they're going to have to join one of those two conferences. What's Colorado do? They got no, you know, you know, it just the speculation today is that that Colorado and Utah go into the the back to the Big Twelve. Welcome and, back, huh? Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, and I don't, I don't think that's that's out of the question uh, at all. Um, but uh, you know, there. Er, er, there was another speculation that the Arizona schools uh, go to the to the Big 12 as well. So, you know, there's a lot of people making a lot of phone calls right now and trying to position themselves to get into the uh, into the topic somewhere. Gary Barnett with us, Coach. We'll let you have a great, happy Fourth uh, of July weekend with friends and family. Tell us a little bit about the camp you were at. I know Josh and Tony Davis put on a camp out in. Loveland, Colorado, you were part of that this week. Yeah, I got to go up and sort of open the camp and talk to about 300 campers. But, you know, I thought it was really interesting, Chris. It's in Colorado. We have There were 16 former NFL players. Uh, 15 of those, excuse me, 14 of those are from Nebraska, uh, one from Colorado, and me. So, uh, but Tony Frazier, Amon Green, Josh Davis, just uh, Tony Velan, just Adam Carricker, just a lot of great former players. All really were great guys. I got a chance to meet some guys, Ross Pilkington. Mm-hmm. You know, I stood across the sideline from them, but it was great just to be with them for a morning. And uh, they did a great job with those kids. And, you know, I don't know if we could go do, uh, get 16 former NFL guys from Colorado to go to someplace in Nebraska to do that sort of thing. So <laughs> I, I thought it's a great show of Nebraska class and, and a great job by Josh Davis putting that together. That's awesome. Did you get any golf in uh, with, with Tough Tony? I did. I did. Tough Tony and I went and played uh, Mariana Buttes that morning afterwards. Okay. Uh, did you win or is that just uh, stay on the course? Well, you know, at one point, Tony wanted to keep score because he wanted bragging rights. And then after a couple of holes, he quit keeping score. So I have no idea. <laughs> wow. Hey, Coach, enjoy the fourth, okay? Thanks for the time and the update. All right, update. we'll do. We'll do. Thanks, Chris. Coach Barnett, to get us started, uh, the topic of relegation. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, start winning. Start earning your keep. Start paying your rent. Start 
making that uh, that money for the league be part of the problem make that part of the solution not the problem do you buy that i I mean i if coach barnett thinks it's possible i totally get it but are we gonna in in some day some era see the fact that all right vanderbilt northwestern nebraska if things don't get turned around goodbye i don't know i don't know if it's a nebraska thing because of the 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 brand, but there are some schools that how long are you going to give the uh, the free ride to? Big Ten socialism, huh? We'll see. We'll uh, spend some time. Spencer Long going to join us uh, about a week away from the Team Jack golf event out at Wilderness Ridge. Jacob Badilla on the way. Bill Dolman next hour. Rick Kaczynski, great to be with you on a Friday. It's Hale Varsity. Calling all Storm Chasers fans. A team you never get to see is making their way to Werner Park June 7th through the 12th, and that's the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. It's the first meeting between the two franchises, and there's plenty going on that week. June 9th is the Chasers Community Celebration for Pride Night, presented by PayPal. June 10th is What If Night, where the Storm Chasers will change their name to the Hogs. A little backstory, that was a previous Omaha team and was a potential name change when the franchise was looking to rebrand. It's a battle of pigs versus hogs. You can't have a name change without new jerseys too. Specialty jerseys will be worn that night. And of course, they'll be autographed and auctioned off. Snag your favorite player June 10th and then run it back on the 11th. It's Salute to Corn Night presented by the Nebraska Corn Board. It's a celebration of all things corn. Corn on the jerseys, corn in the stands. Trust me, this game will be amazing. See you there. And we're back. Fellas, think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes, that's awesome. Thanks for spending time. Happy 4th of July holiday weekend. We'll be back tomorrow morning for the weekend edition 7 to 9. One week from tomorrow, we are out at Wilderness Ridge ahead of the uh, Team Jack golf outing. The uh, Team Jack Golf outing, uh, a uh, great time, a chance for you to be a part of it. We welcome in Spencer Long with this great Husker and NFLer. Spence, are you uh, fired up for the fourth weekend? How are you doing? We're doing great. Yep, we're uh, it's coming around the corner, and we're we're all pretty excited about getting it going and uh, kicking this thing off right. So this is kind of a theme. I'll, I'll talk to to Kaz about it a little later. Who was the crazy teammate that you stayed away from or you knew was going to be loaded for bear when it comes to fireworks? <laughs> um, uh, it's a, I could tell you a few teammates that I, would, uh, I wouldn't want to light fireworks around, but I don't know if, <laughs> if I could tell you who was the crazy one as far as you know blowing stuff up or anything like that. But, yeah, no, it, it's, we all like to have a good time. I think a bunch of us had some family stuff going on during fourths or we would go – do a lake day we had a lot of fun with that so yeah it was a good good event every year so so who who wouldn't you want to light it around who who was easily uh, scared jake cotton probably uh oh, butch. one of them <laughs> old butch yep oh, no. i just wouldn't trust him with a with a lighter in his hand <laughs> with anything <laughs> that makes sense that's pretty good yeah. <laughs> butch you uh you're not permitted to uh to, to light this no sparklers yeah, no. for you that's pretty good he only gets the snaps the little kids uh snaps i could see butch like empt- emptying those into your hand to his hand and then just throwing them at you guys Yep. Yeah. Butch, uh, 
Butch got snakes and sparklers and snaps, and that was pretty much it. Well, uh, good for Butch. <laughs> you see him say hi. Spencer Long with us. So let's talk about uh, the Team Jack golf outing and uh, Saturday, July 9th, Wilderness Ridge. And a chance to uh, be a part of it can sign up, uh, register online, teamjackgolf.org. Spencer, this is near and dear to your heart, your uh, dear friend and teammate Rex Burkhead, uh, of course, befriending Jack Hoffman. And uh, it's uh, it's a great chance to, to catch up with some former and current Huskers, but also hit the links. We love Wilderness Ridge and, and be a part of the fundraiser. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be great. We have a lot of good sponsors coming out this year, and and especially for us doing this with three months of um, advertising and and rounding up, we have a good contact list um, between us and and Team Jack, and um, already have have a lot of good teams coming out to play. It should be a really fun day, and so it's a good opportunity for you know former teammates and classmates to get together, um, and you know get some alumni together too, and. Um, it should be a really fun day. Wilderness Ridge, I know, is, a, is an excellent course. It's always in really good shape. Um, they just went private, I think, two years ago. Um, but it was one of my favorite courses to golf in town when it was uh, public. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the opportunity to golf it recently as well. And they always they, have, they always keep it in such good shape. So we're looking for a good day, good weather, and um, should be prime. So. Spencer Long is with us, uh, former Husker and NFLer, Hale Varsity Radio, Team Jack Golf Outing a week from tomorrow. Uh, Spence, any, any team availability? Is there any spots open? Is there still room to, to get signed up for some folks? Oh, absolutely. More the merrier. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'm ne- we would never turn away somebody that wanted to donate to such a good cause. So mm-hmm. even if you sign up the day before, I think we could we could squeeze you in there. Um, but I'd have to run that through Kylie. Obviously, she might be shaking her head if she's listening to this. But, yeah, no, sign up if you can. Uh, we got about a week left. Um, and come join the fun. Uh, Spencer, I want to get your reaction to uh, UCLA-USC joining the Big Ten. You guys were part of uh, the, the initial uh, expansion, uh, Penn State, 30 years ago, then, then Nebraska in 2011, and then uh, later on Maryland and Rutgers. What's your take? I mean, you guys played UCLA. They were a well, they they were a Pac-12 school two days ago, but uh, that was always a fun showdown with Nebraska, UCLA over many years. Yeah. What's uh, what's your yeah, take we on were, their move? We were, two, we were two teams cut from uh, very different cloths, and we really did not like each other. But um, yeah, no, they're they're a good, they're consistently good football team, and I think it does nothing but good things for for the big. And to, to to bring in two more competitive football teams, and you know, it, it, and bring such big schools and and viewers, and you know, I just I don't really see many negatives about it, um, and I think they're just going to bring more strength to the conference. So it's I think it's awesome. Why, why didn't you and UCLA like each other? Like I said, we're very different, very different uh, teams living in different areas with different. <laughs> I don't know. It just it's kind of like I don't know. It's uh, at California versus Nebraska uh, values as well. It, it just you know you know how it goes. Okay. I'm not going to get into the detail there, but <laughs> I'm intrigued. They I'm were, intrigued. They were hippies coming in with their long hair and their no, weed I, I'm coming thinking, to Nebraska. I'm thinking Hollywood. <laughs> I'm thinking a little Hollywood thinking, versus blue go. collar. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Pretty boys. Um, <laughs> Nebraska alignment. 
You, you know the difference, right? No, absolutely. Little uh, there's <laughs> some bad. there's some dirt, and uh, we're going to put you in it. I like it, uh, Spencer. Uh, with uh, with expansion, what did you um, uh, no- notice? I guess with uh, transition to the Big Ten uh, for, for you, because you were Big Twelve one minute, then you were Big Ten, and do you think it it will affect? UCLA and USC, they've got two years to prep for it, but, I mean, there is a transition uh, for from one league to the next. Yeah, I mean, I think I think prep is, it might be a little a little bit different for, for, you know, maybe coaches or staff or something as far as how their operations go, but, you know, as a player, you're fed the same thing each week, you know, regardless of what you're playing in, in conference school or something, somebody different. Um, I know we, we hit the ground running there. Um, I do remember... That Big Ten was it was good because Big Ten has you know it packs a punch educationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that being a positive. Um, but I also remember I was a I grew up watching Nebraska in the Big Twelve, the you know the Oklahoma Texas mm-hmm. rivalry, and then also playing the Buffalo, um, Colorado Buffalo, and I, you know it just it, it it was different for me. But I think that we established new new rivalries now, and even with the change. You know, like Nebraska, Iowa is always a fun one each year. Um, Nebraska and the copycats, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. they, uh, they're always a tough challenge, and nobody likes Ohio State. So, but it'll be it 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 will always bring its new. It, it might be different, but it'll bring new uh, fun challenges and and differences. So, um, we just kind of took it in stride, and it definitely was different for me growing up watching the Big Twelve. But um, yeah, it was it, it brought along some good new things as well. Well, Spencer, tell me a bit about that last year in the Big 12. This is something that USC and UCLA are going to have to go through playing uh, another year in the Pac-12, actually two more years in the Pac-12 uh, with all their opponents knowing, yeah, that they're soon to hit the road, they're soon to be off to the Big 10. What was that like leaving the Big 12 that final season? I remember uh, fans sitting at home claiming, oh, man, the Big 12's out to get Nebraska, the, the refs are bad all season long. To, just to take me inside the locker room during that, that final season in the Big 12. Well, I think... I think as a player, you're kind of looking around, like how much control do you really have as a player? So you just kind of shrug your shoulders and you're like, well, okay, I guess, guess we're playing new teams each year, you know? And aside from, you know, thoughts that really didn't carry much weight about, you know, like, well, I'm going to miss, you know, the old rivalries or I'm going to miss, you know what I mean? It just, you kind of just shrug your shoulders, put your head down and just get ready to play new, new opponents. And um, you play different opponents each year outside of that outside of your your conference play so it's you know it's just kind of like the next next football team so and i'm sure it won't take long for them to get used to you know who's who are the the dominant teams each year who is you know who's really powerhouse schools and 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 i don't know it it, like i said it just it'll just take a little bit of time but other than that it's still football still the same thing every each week Spencer, again, out of your control, but did you like how things were scheduled when you got to the Big Ten? I mean, you were playing Wisconsin, you were playing at Michigan, you had Ohio State. You, I mean, it, it was it was fun for the fans. Yeah. It was great to cover. You had to live it. Yeah, um, that it was really really cool to be uh, playing in a lot of those classic stadiums, those huge crowds, um, those atmospheres. Um, so I mean, there was some of that in the Big Twelve, but then you you get those new ones that were they're very new to new teams. Maybe that presents a little bit of a different challenge, um, but you know, a big crowd's a big crowd. Um, 
And I just remember it being kind of a bonus to be able to see all those stadiums and, and get to learn a little bit more about the history of the conference, which was also really cool. Um, so, yeah, I definitely saw that as a little plus. Spencer Long uh, heading up the Team Jack Golf Tournament. Uh, that is Saturday, a week from tomorrow, uh, July 9th. Uh, be a part of it at Wilderness Ridge. Go see Shuey and company. Uh, Team Jack Golf Classic and your chance to donate, be a part of it, get a team going, or just give them a shout, can do so at 402-925-2120, or can log on, register online, teamjackgolf.org. We're going to be out there uh, 7 to 9 a.m. ahead of uh, teeing off, and, uh, you know, the the Hoffman family, we love them, we, we care about them, and again, uh, the proceeds go to help with research dollars for childhood uh, childhood brain cancer research and uh, Spencer you and your teammates your buddies from Nebraska have put a lot of time and effort and heart into uh, this event for for years and it's really special to to uh, to see you guys continue uh, to do that um, Spencer uh, what's your team look like have you uh, are you gonna be the the main uh, score for your your golf team or do you have uh, some help? Is the Spencer Long squad uh, going to do some damage next Saturday? Yeah, I normally, uh, when I play golf, I just try not to hurt too bad. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I brought a couple teammates that might be able to help me out a little bit. So it should be pretty competitive. And I got my buddy uh, Tyler Evans playing with me. You guys remember him? Oh, yeah. Um, and he's a stick. So um, had a uh, my other teammates weren't players, but they're good friends and good golfers. So we'll have a really good time. Well, good. Looking forward to seeing you. Spencer Long, Team Jack Golf Outing, teamjackgolf.org. Get logged on, get signed up, get a team together with uh, the Team Jack Golf Outing and Team Jack Foundation. Spencer, have a great fourth. Uh, best you and your fam. Thanks for the time today. And likewise, everybody. Thank you for having me. All right, bud. Take care. There he is, Spencer Long with us, uh, former Husker NFLer. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's some reality there to the, the UCLA-Nebraska I don't want to call it rivalry, but beef, beef, yes, beef is the, the beef is the word, and man, um, UCLA was good when they had Jim Mora, at least early part of the Jim Mora era, really talented squad, and then it didn't go so well, and they got beaten the Foster Farms Bowl by uh, Grandpa, and then he was whacked the year after that, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So. Now he's at UConn? Yeah, he's at UConn. Dude wants to coach so bad, he's at UConn. Jacob Padilla's with us. Uh, We'll talk more. SC and UCLA impact on the hardwood. That's on the way. Calling all soccer fans. Union Omaha is back home after an unbelievable showing in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup round of 16. An upset over Minnesota United? That's our team. So join them when they come home May 28th for Educational Outreach Night. Presented by Bellevue University. The Owls will face Northern Colorado Hailstorm FC. And after a couple of road matches, will come back on June 18th to face Greenville Triumph SC. It's also Pride Night. We'll see you there. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lotteries. And say hi to Jacob Padilla with HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. At Jacob Padilla underscore is where you find him on Twitter. And Jacob, a crazy day in the world of college football and some college basketball with 
uh, UCLA and USC. Uh, your thought uh, as you've covered the Big Ten in reference to Nebraska, uh, does this uh, help or, or hurt the Big Red uh, in football and in basketball? Uh, volleyball as well. Let's throw that in there too because uh, both those programs, UCLA and USC, pretty good uh, at the net as well. Yeah, um, well, we'll have to see how uh, all the dust settles before I think I have a firm kind of view of how exactly it'll impact Nebraska. Obviously, two more programs. Uh, we know what that's going to mean for travel and all that, but how, how do schedules sort out? Um, kind of how, how do these programs evolve moving forward with the kind of the new conference ties and all that? Uh, I think we still have to see, uh, sounds like nobody's done at this point. Um, but to see if there are any other further moves that could kind of add more variables to the mix. So I'm kind of in a place where I'm just like sitting back and like, huh, that's interesting. That's kind of, I, I haven't really hit the point yet where I'm, I've done a deep dive. And, All right, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's a little early to do that. And it, everything that you kind of think maybe you figure out could, could uh, change within the next week or so. And uh, all these dominoes continue to fall. Jacob, as far as volleyball, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure uh, sure John Cook loves like this having two more strong programs and already clearly the best volleyball conference in the country. But the the extra travel, I think that'll be an interesting part of it and kind of how that impacts uh, the student athletes. Because that's always something that Cook in particular is talking about, just kind of what how the schedule impacts kind of their class schedule, the travel, and kind of all that type of thing. So be curious to sit down. Uh, John Cook and kind of pick his brain about what exactly it does mean for his sport, but kind of the macro view, it makes the, uh, the best conference even stronger. What about the hardwood? UCLA's brand, well known, of course, McCronin, uh, a Final Four and a Sweet 16. SC with Ingfeld's also been really pretty good. Uh, what What type of transition, if any, do you think uh, is is it going to affect both uh, both these programs in, in football and basketball coming to the Big Ten from a style? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Just and how their recruiting is impacted. Uh, I mean, a big part of recruiting uh, is all right. Where are you going to be playing? And um, does that factor into like some of the the West Coast kids that they're recruiting? It's like yeah, you get all home games uh, close to home, but. Um, going to be playing all your uh, all your other games kind of all your road games halfway across the country it'll be interesting to see kind of how that changes their recruiting landscape but not they both recruit nationally obviously uh, there's this, uh, they're big brands like you mentioned and uh, have recruited at a high level but just uh, another little factor to kind of consider there in terms of style of play I think particularly like UCLA they're under Cronin, they're going to play the way that they're going to play. And I think they're good enough that they can go in there and have success kind of playing their way. And USC, too, if they can keep this recent stretch going, they've been kind of up and down a little bit, done well with uh, the Mobley brothers and uh, some of the guys they brought in. They've got Boogie Ellis back. They, they've got some, some good pieces, and you've been recruiting well. So I think it just adds two more team, like tournament-caliber teams to the mix. And um, we'll have to see what – the conference uh, turmoil does the NCAA tournament as well in terms of bids and all that sort of thing and how that impacts it. Like how many conferences are going to be left with the auto bids, opening up more 
uh, at-large spots and kind of how that shapes out. So there's still so much up in the air. But in general, uh, it's weird is my first reaction. Uh, and then I think they added good programs. It's not, this isn't a case where they're just adding programs for the markets, although the markets uh, are a nice benefit like they did with Maryland and Rutgers to try to spread further east. There's a case where they're going and getting good programs that can uh, compete on a national level in multiple sports. Well, Jacob, what do you think this move does for Nebraska's recruiting? I mean, they've gone to California for guys like uh, Denim Doss and Romel Lloyd and Wilhelm Breidenbach in recent years. Uh, are they going to start diving into California m- more now that they have UCLA and, and USC in the conference as well? Uh, that, that won't hurt, I'm sure. Um, I, I think we're still kind of reevaluating where their recruiting is now, uh, kind of post Matt Abdelmasi. Uh, they've definitely done a little bit more regional uh, focus. They, they're definitely showing more interest within the state and in the region. But like you mentioned, they've had a lot of success uh, out in California. And this is going to be um, like this 2023 class is going to be the first one where um, we kind of see the, the post-Matt Abdelmasi plan, who they go after, how, who they target. Um, because the 2020 class was already – Signed, uh, signed up uh, before Abdelmasi left, and they managed to retain everybody. So they added new transfers to that mix. And uh, I think we've talked previously about kind of what the, uh, what it seemed like that the plan was behind adding those pieces. But I'll, I'll be really curious to see what their recruiting landscape looks like going forward. And uh, if they do want to continue that uh, recruiting out west, I think we'll certainly make it easier. But on the other hand, like we don't know how often they're even going to be playing the California schools. We've got to see how these schedules shake out. And, it, I mean, could be a case where a kid comes to Nebraska and plays maybe out in one of the California schools once during his three, four years here in Nebraska. So um, I, I think we still have a lot to, to figure out before we have definitive answers to that. But certainly that's a, another variable to mix. Jacob, what's your weekend look like uh, on the hardwood? What's the basketball agenda looking like? Yeah, it's the uh, June's in the books now, and we're starting up uh, the kind of the grassroots AAU basketball season again. That'll be all throughout July, and it's opening up with River, uh, the River City's Hoops summer tip-off, uh, OSA's biggest tournament of the year, kind of the de facto state championship. Um, most of the kind of local programs enter it. Um, the, the Nebraska Supreme and Lincoln Supreme teams are not here. They're down in St. Louis for a tournament that they kind of helped put together. So that's unfortunate. I, I love seeing basically everybody get uh, in this tournament and kind of battle it out to see who's the best of the best in, in the respective age class, age groups. But um, this year there aren't a ton of, like, out-of-state teams in. All Iowa Tech is here. And actually uh, my team, we get them tomorrow morning uh, in our pool. Um, they're 17 new teams. Um, that's always a really good program. But beyond that, it's a lot of Nebraska teams. Um, OSA, uh, Factory, Omaha Elite, uh, the Norfolk and Fremont D-League team who um, don't, don't compete in the spring. They, um, they kind of wait till the summer. they got a lot of multi-sport kids from smaller schools. So um, this will kind of be the debut for a lot of those teams. Um, and there are a lot of others in the mix as well. There's just a handful of those. So it would be a fun weekend of uh, a lot of local hoops kind of battling out for bragging rights. Couple of players you're uh, you're keen on or you have your eye on. 
I don't know if there's anybody in particular. I'm curious to see kind of coming off the spring, everybody back in the mix with their teams coming off of playing in their high school systems and kind of adjusting to their rules there. We'll, we'll see. I think uh, Alec Noonan for Elkhorn South uh, playing for the Adidas Gold 17s. Um, he's a guy that I, I think has really improved uh, over the last couple of years and uh, is a big piece for that team. Obviously, his brother just committed to Nebraska. Big pickup for that, but he's a very good basketball player in his own right. Jacob Adilla is with us from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine at Jacob Adilla underscore. Jacob, have a great uh, holiday weekend. Enjoy basketball. Thanks for your time today, bud. Will do. Thanks. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. So we will have Bill Dolman in 10 minutes. We just don't know if we'll have Bill Dolman on camera in 10 minutes. That's, that's sad. Rick Kaczynski with us next hour as well. We'll get his Notre Dame perspective on things numbers to dial up at 466-377-6800-825-5865 can find us on twitter at schmidt underscore excuse me underscore radio and at herbal essence for elijah herbal is where you follow elijah can email chris at hailvarsity.com we'll dive into some scheduling thoughts with bill is uh, what direction do you go for the Big Ten in Nebraska to get this all fit in, specifically if, well, you have three teams and then you kind of slate out the rest of the schedule. Do you want uh, USC or UCLA to be one of the permanent teams on Nebraska's schedule, presumably Wisconsin, presumably Iowa? Maybe there's two divisions, although that you weren't that – long ago going to go away from divisions totally so it's up in the air we can dive into that with bill one reminder about buckling up using your seatbelt saves lives prevents injuries only if properly worn buckle up a message from the nebraska department of highway safety office so plans tonight for you i'm going to be here producing the assault dogs who have been floundering in recent weeks but there's they, always uh, another day. Another they they got game. back on track. So after, um, before last night, I should say, they had scored seven runs in the previous six games, and last night they busted out for eight runs and got a, a pretty big victory to even a, a midweek series against Kane County. Now they're, they're on the road and looking to, to bounce back. It's been tough Fargo, for the Salt Dogs. Right? They're up yeah. in Fargo. They're up in Fargo. Uh, the Salt Dogs have lost a couple players, both to the Mexican League and due to injuries. So okay. not the same team they started out the year with, and um, we were talking about Charlie Meyer with that before the season started. But... Uh, Nevertheless, the uh, the Salt Dogs are trudging on. They're trying to find the best players that they can and hoping to get some back from injury and, and whatnot and uh, still uh, making a run towards the playoffs. Are you uh, headed down to Missouri tomorrow after the show? So I, You seem like a firework guy. I'm a huge firework guy, and that used to be a yearly trip for uh, me and my family is head down to Missouri and get some of the fun stuff. But ever since they relaxed some of the what laws around here. What vehicle do you have? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We'd change it up every single year. Oh, do you? <laughs> you, have like, you have three vehicles you switch to. It's like the FBI's tailing you. Okay. Yeah, and then as soon as we cross the border, we move all the, the fireworks into another vehicle. I'm kidding, obviously. But uh, the... Uh, the, the Missouri trip used to be a yearly one, but they, they relaxed some of the laws around here. Now some of the fun stuff is available in Nebraska. I believe the only uh, real sanction they've added in the past couple of years is now you have to be 18 to buy any sort of fireworks, gotcha. which it wasn't one of the sanctions from my childhood. They used to have like the firecrackers outlawed and whatnot. But now with uh, most of the fun stuff here in Nebraska, I think I'll just be heading out on Sunday 
and uh, buy myself some fireworks uh, and uh, enjoying my weekend. No, that'll be good. Uh, so I got this news update, and I'm half tempted to figure out where he's going to be just to go mess with him. But Junior's got a date tonight. He's taking his little gal pal to a, to a movie. And I've met her. She's sweet. I don't know what the hell she's doing with him, but uh, no, I, I kid. I really do kind of kid my my child on air. Uh, nice. His mother's raised him right is where I'll go. The question is what movie? Are we talking Elvis, Top Gun, or Minions? He's probably going to go Top Gun. That'd be a good choice. I, I would think. But Did, Have you seen the numbers the Minions movie is doing? That's crazy. Is that the little... With the, the little yellow things. guys? Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's outpacing Top Gun. Well, Top Gun's been out for a while. I, I mean, so like the, the, the point is, do I do I sneak into the back row and just launch M and M's at him? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be in poor taste. Bill Goldman's on the way. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show. Podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, Tower 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. It's uh, that big of a day where it's Bill Dolman twice in the same week. Did he get his computer figured out, Elijah? He informed me that he would be hopping on the live stream here momentarily, so let's get that live stream booted up, and uh, you can check us out, ESPN Lincoln's Facebook and Twitter. That is good. Reminder, a week from tomorrow, we are at Wilderness Ridge, planning to be for the Team Jack Golf outing. That tees off at 9.30. We'll be on 7 to 9. Weekend edition tomorrow morning from 7 to 9. Cranach, myself, and Elijah Herbal. So pretty interesting what's trying to happen with the state government in Oregon and in Washington since it's... uh, public universities there's public funding they're trying to (laughs) they're trying to roadblock oregon and washington from leaving the little brothers i.e oregon state or washington state in the dust we'll see if that's uh possible we'll talk We'll talk some scheduling as well with Bill. Well, we saw this morning that the the Pac-12 released a statement that they are looking into their ability to to be able to expand it and keep the Pac-12 alive. So that's going to be an interesting thing to follow as well as what kind of expansion does the Pac-12 get here in the next month or two? We'll uh, check in with Bill Dolman right now. The pride of Fairbury is Harris Combed. He has already made the trip to Mexico for illegal fireworks, and he is now everyone's favorite dude in the neighborhood. Billy D., happy fourth. How are you? Happy 4th to you. I was just in Boulder explaining um, the ways of the big sky 
to the folks there and uh, talking about what it's going to be like for Northern Colorado and CU and all those schools to get together. Well, it, yeah. I remember when Colorado and Colorado State would always play at the old mile high, you needed to roll in with a gas mask because <laughs> there would be several fights and tear gas would be dispersed. Uh, I, that that wouldn't be a great thing. I want to get your thoughts here back on Nebraska and this expansion. We talked yesterday. Thanks for your insight on TV and, and what what next shoe drops. If If you were asked how would you go about the scheduling piece of this in the future because on the docket in the future you've got home and homes with colorado tennessee's kind of around the corner and uh you're wrapping up oklahoma so what do you do moving forward do you if this thing grows enough do you just play everybody in the league because it was going to be a non-conference game anyway or do you still try and venture out and play somebody from the old big 12 or somebody from the new or old sec or ac how do you go about this first and foremost administratively i you know what i don't know i was thinking about that last night after we got done with the show and it's almost as though these these two conferences are going to get so big that they're going to have to have conferences, not divisions, conferences within the conference where you have, you know, six teams in your conference that you have to play every year. And there are going to be years where you may not see somebody else in your league for three or four seasons. And that's not too out of the what we've got going on right now. With, I mean, when was the last time Rutgers was in Lincoln? Like 2015 or something like that. Uh, Nebraska hasn't been there very often. But, I mean, that, that to me is Kevin Warren and Greg Sankey, the commissioners of the Big Ten and the SEC, respectively, saying, uh, you guys figure it out. And, you know, they're hiring smart people to figure out scheduling, figure out logistics, all of that, and who else they're going to partner in to the league. But to be honest with you, that's why they've got a couple of years before there's full membership for those schools. And I'm guessing that those at the highest levels could care less about that headache right now. All they care about is who's going to fill out the the remaining couple of spots in the two big conferences. And they could care less. And I will say this. I hate to admit it, but I think I may have been somewhat in air yesterday when I thought, you know, I thought that they would probably keep the ACC uh, intact. I, I think the ACC is probably calling the Pac-12 and the and the Big 12 and trying to figure out how do we adapt. Um, how did you guys cope? I think they're probably in some group counseling session together, and the ACC is the new member. Um, because I really think that this is uh, – I think we're headed to what I, what I did say yesterday, Clemson, FSU, Miami, uh, going to the SEC. Big Ten's going to get Notre Dame and then whomever else they want to uh, take from the Pac-12. And however they schedule it, that's not the issue for the day. Bill Dolman's with us. Uh, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, at Bill Dolman on Twitter. Bill, what would you like to see with Nebraska's permanent rivalries? Uh, And that was a discussion point the last seven to ten days right 
well, you, you keep Iowa, you, you keep Wisconsin, you have Minnesota, and then everything else you can kind of rotate through. Do you want to see SC or UCLA as as permanent because they're not really, but they're kind of your neighbor. You were the furthest most west <laughs> outpost. Now they are, but you're in the middle. And a lot of great history with UCLA. It's been a while since you played SC except for the bowl game and the, and the Holiday Bowl in 2014. But I'd love to see one of the two California schools yearly uh, on Nebraska's schedule. And then you rotate Michigan and uh, and, and Ohio State. Uh, but, but keep Iowa and keep Wisconsin for sure. Well, you have to have some you have to have some semblance of, of a, st- a stable rival, which is why the Big 12 went south when it first happened, saying no more Nebraska-Oklahoma. I, I, if that had happened, Nebraska would still be in the Big 12, and maybe none of that, well, this is probably still happening, but Nebraska would be, you know, partnered up with Oklahoma and Texas probably. But you have to maintain, whether Iowa wants it or not, Nebraska and Iowa is a natural rivalry. It's perfect for Black Friday and in November, and everybody's got to just realize that that's the way it's going to be, and there's some naturalness to it. You know, if you go back to the old Big Eight days, Nebraska had, you know, good Saturday rivalries with everybody that they played, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and all that. But there really was kind of that midseason rivalry with Missouri, mm-hmm. right? So you've got to have something like that that has some stability that, you know, it's that midseason game that's going to be black and blue. And I think that that probably comes with Wisconsin, maybe Minnesota. Um, and how happy is P.J. Fleck that the that USC and UCLA joined the conference to kind of erase him from the headlines for the couple for a day? Oh, he'll find but, a way. <laughs> well, I but but I think that, you know, you, you've got to have Iowa and Wisconsin. And I think there's a naturalness to um, uh, to Minnesota Northwestern. I, I, I saw that I had seen that what you had sent me with the four team, <laughs> the four divisions within the Big Ten. Yep. There was one that had four, which, you know, as I, and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine today that how, how do you round out with, comp, with a team that's going to make sense if you're going to go to 20? And do you remember back when the Big 12 was formed and Baylor got in? And everybody's like, how in the world is Baylor in and not Houston, the largest TV market the in Texas and all that? Governor Ann Richards saw to it that. Baylor got in and Houston was out. Look, Syracuse is not a major market by any stretch of the imagination, but I would venture to say that 75% of the major TV power brokers in this country are Syracuse grads. Mm -hmm. And they are going to be doing all they can to convince the powers that be that Syracuse should be in the big 10. If the, if the ACC is going to get dismantled. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Did Nebraska make much sense? Yes, it did, because Nebraska is a brand. But in the world of television, Syracuse is a major player because of how many people are alums that work in television in New York. And don't be surprised if there's some people pulling those kinds of strings saying Syracuse should be in as opposed to somebody else. Bill, with... I mean, potentially Syracuse coming or Duke or Stanford or Oregon, Washington. The, the, the list goes on and on. I don't think anyone thinks the Big Ten is done. And with this many teams in the conference, uh, I mean, obviously adding new TV markets and adding new teams is going to drive more revenue from that TV rights deal. But 
do you think we're coming to a point where the, the college football season is going to get expanded? I mean, that's a great way to add more revenue, uh, add more games. Do you think you could see a 14-game college football slate coming somewhere down the road? I don't know if we're going to go, you know, the, you know, the health of the player, the health of the player and the wealth of the player are very big topics of conversation. If you play more games, you're going to have to pay them. And I said yesterday, there are people that are behind the scenes right now trying to figure out a way to get into a college football labor market. And you're going to, you're going to hear talk of unions. I'm, I, I just know that's going to happen, but I don't know how you can go to a 14 game schedule. If you're still going to have playoffs and you're, and you're going to have playoffs within the conference. If you have four divisions, you probably have the division winners meet. And then the winners of those games will meet. And then you'll have, you know, three playoff games within the conference itself. And then probably a college super bowl between the sec and the big 12. And uh, as charity, they'll give tickets to the Big 12, ACC, and Pac-12. You guys can come watch if you want. Or here's your EA Sports, uh, you know, uh, memento. Um, so I could see, I don't, I could see two bye weeks um, that, that elongate the season that way. But I just can't imagine that they're going to ask players to play that much more when health is such a concern. I'm interested to get your thoughts on, you know, once this this explosion happens and Notre Dame declares and Miami and Florida State and Clemson declare the leftover and there's good coaches, good programs, good kids. There's potentially a, a, a third league. So who's, who's the strongest conference right now that could duct tape together a league and and survive is the ACC going to absorb the pack the the remnants of the Pac-12 or the Big 12 is the Big 12 going to be brought into the fold with what's left over who doesn't get in behind the old velvet rope a Studio 54 who's okay those that have been excluded who can rally and at least start their own kingdom which which of the leagues Look, I, I think that those three conferences are going to – I like I said, I, I thought yesterday the ACC might be protected, but nobody cares about – I'm finding out more and more as I talk. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, as romantic as college basketball is in Duke and North Carolina, they'll preserve that rivalry one way, or the other, one way or the other. But I think you're going to have those – the power brokers in those three conferences saying, okay, which 16 to 20 teams out of the rest of us – are going to make us viable and are we going to be willing to subsidize those that aren't and so like a tcu which did everything it could get it to get into the big 12 you know and and maybe a baylor or a byu or central florida cincinnati i think at some point they're going to go okay what are our big tv markets and those of you that aren't big tv markets or have any branding value to us whatsoever we're just sorry you know we got this happen to us, so we're going to have to do it to you, and we will send out you know, letters of recommendation to the AAC, the Mountain West, the big sky. I was kidding about it yesterday, and I'm starting to think, you know what? There might be some, you know, I, I, I just I think that what's left of those three conferences, they're going to try and take their best brands that they possibly can and try to sew something together, but it will be in no way, shape, or form as lucrative or command the attention of the money that the Big Ten and the SEC uh, are doing. And, and Notre, Dame, uh, is, Notre Dame is just going to have to play now. They, 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 
it, it's over. They need, they need to they need to come to the realization that they can no longer be independent. You can keep your NBC contract and the millions it brings, but you are going to be in a conference. That's just the way it's going to be for you. Or you can go join the ACC and you do that. And we're going to take Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Clemson, Florida State, Miami. And that's that conference you'll be in, Notre Dame. And you won't have anyone to play because <laughs> everyone else and you won't is. Have any, or you can go to the Big East. You know, I, I hear there's a couple of kittens that are <laughs> that are running free right now trying to get into a conference. And uh, their names are Kansas and West Virginia because they have decent basketball programs. So, you know, they might be uh, they might be at the doorstep of the Big East Conference right now. Um that I, I I I would not. I bet Kansas is trying to get into the Big Ten, mm-hmm. but I I would not doubt if they're not headed for the Big East to be a part of a good basketball conference with Creighton and and teams like that. Got about a minute here. How embarrassing is it for what Oregon's become to be told to to go to timeout along with Washington? We're waiting on Notre Dame. Per Dennis Dodd's report by the Big Ten. Well, I don't think I know he's he's out. Uh, he's too far in the left field. But if Notre Dame comes in, then you still have to add, you know, if you're going to get to 20, three. Um, then they're going to have to add, what, uh, two, three more teams. And I still think Stanford has to be in that mix because of the San Francisco market, the academics that it brings. And I get the AAU stuff, and you've got to have that declaration for your academics. Can I buy, buy a vowel with $100 million I'm going to get? You know, okay, so Nebraska's not in the AAU or whatever. They're a brand that's important to the Big Ten. Stanford's got a brand. Um, but, yeah, Oregon, just not in a big TV market. You know, the same with – you know, Washington's in a big market in Seattle. But, you know, you, you better you better just be glad that you're on the list that, to maybe get into the club. Bill Dolman, proud of Fairbury NBC Sports. Bill, have a great weekend. Happy 4th, buddy. Thanks for the time this week. Go Big Red and – Thank God for Tom Osborne and the move that was made so many years ago. Amen to that. That's uh, Bill Dolman. A quick timeout. Coach Kaz on the way. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, getting ready for a 4th of July weekend. We bring on the coach, Rick Kaczynski, with us. It's a Friday with Kaz. Kaz, I'm in studio. We're not uh, bellied up to a bar yet, sadly. How are you doing? I'm in still work, bud. So, business as usual. Business as usual. So, question for you. Were you the... uh, fireworks uh, just expert in Erie, or did you have a, a crazy buddy that went all in uh, when it came to explosives? No, I tell you, Pennsylvania, pretty strict there on uh, on fireworks. Um, so growing up, yeah, it was shady. There's a there's an area called Woodlawn. Um, pretty rough area. I had a buddy, Dave Kaiser, actually. He was his old man, the... Uh, they had old Chevelles, 66, 67 Chevelles. His old, his old man was a street racer. And then he, uh, 
Yeah, he sold the uh, legals out of uh, out of his garage. So yeah, but you'd see you'd see uh, you'd see the law there buying and all that stuff. Unless you absolutely were an idiot about it, they didn't they didn't mess around. But it was hard to buy. It was hard to buy. But uh, he uh, he just crossed the line over in Ohio or New York where they were a little less uh, restrictive. But uh, yeah, if you were messing around in neighborhoods, the uh, cops came around. So nah, I was never. Never much of a uh, firework guy, man. You know, me neither. Uh, it's always going to. It's better to watch someone else's than burn your own money, Kaz. Oh yeah, yeah. I tell you that when I was in Lincoln, hey, I lived out out there um, in um, what South Twenty Ninth there, mm-hmm. and it was it was like freaking Beirut. It was out of. It was it was completely out of control. I couldn't I couldn't believe what uh, what was going on. In these neighborhoods, man. I mean, it was pretty cool, but uh, we were kind of blown away with uh, with the amount of fireworks that that were being set off at the different times. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Fourth of July was, it was a pretty cool weekend, and uh, or pretty cool week here in, in Lincoln. Well, uh, we have friends that live over uh, where you were at, and, and uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, it is. Uh, it is loud and proud in that part of Lincoln uh, with their explosives. Rick Kaczynski's with us. Kaz, uh, I want to get your take. Uh, you played Notre Dame four years. Uh, you played at Notre Dame four years. You played USC as a rival. Uh, earthquake in college football yesterday. Uh, Big Ten accepting USC and UCLA to be part of the Big Ten. Uh, they are pausing for now with expansion. Oregon and, and Washington were politely told to uh, well, sit over there, and, and we'll let you know. Uh, Notre Dame's mm-hmm. on, on my mind as well. Uh, what do you think? What's your reaction to the addition for the Big Ten? Well, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm not necessarily looking at it as an, uh, as an addition to the Big Ten. I think what you're going to end up uh, having in the next five years is, you know, basically two conferences. It's going to be, it's going to be like the uh, like the NFL. Um, and, uh, I think you're going to have a couple TV networks and you know, unlimited coaches. I really think that college football is going to be like the NFL when it comes, it's just going to be a completely separate entity than the rest of college sports, uh, on campus. And, um, you know, talking to a few coaches, I talked to a, um, assistant AD the other day at a power five school in the SEC. And he just said, it, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not if. He said that that's coming. He says, you know, the Vanderbilts, Iowa State, those type of schools are the ones that are going to be, um, you know, hung out, hung out to drive. Uh, he said, but you're going to have 25, 30 teams, and um, you know, the irony. I and mean, we had this conversation on Tuesday. I had absolutely nothing. I, I mean, I really don't follow it. Like I said, you know, before we sure. got on the air, you asked me. I said, well, I, said, I guess if, if you care, it's a big deal, but I, you know, I, I, it's just not that important to me right now. Mm-hmm. If it's if it just stays the Big Ten, I think it's dumb. Doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't know how it helps the Big Ten. Um, I really, I really don't. Uh, when it comes to that, to me, it's another loss for a lot of teams. When you're adding USC, and historically, um, you know, just the travel, the Big Ten teams have never, never performed well. Heading out west. Now that's different going out once a year than playing playing multiple games out there. But that's always it's always a always a tough trip. But uh, I just think that you're right now you're getting um, you're getting blue bloods, name brands, 
programs kind of aligning, getting getting in these major conferences to get the TV packages and to get the money and to get the alignment. And you're going to have probably two major conferences and, uh, you know, uh, four four divisions here in the next five years when it's all said and done. That's my take. Rick Kaczynski is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. So where does Notre Dame land? What, what are your friends – what are you hearing about the Irish? I mean, is it just a no-brainer for them to, um, to to jump to the Big Ten, or do they entertain an SEC offer? Does the things stay okay in the ACC somehow, some way? What's what's the Irish's move? Wherever they want to go, you know, they're 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 in a great position. You know, they're the they're the prettiest girl right before prom. Yeah, they're gonna have their pick, and they can. They can pretty much do what they want, um, but uh, you know, I mean, everybody talks about you know the TV contracts and and you know what they'll have to pay the ACC. That's 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 a wallet money for uh, for um, you know for Notre Dame. But um, gosh, man, you know, I, I haven't really talked to a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. To, uh, about it most you know the people that i've talked to about it they're just you know they're just dudes with opinions you know that's not like they've talked to anybody or or in the know um it's just uh, you know notre dame we it would make sense to go to the big 10 but but i'd have to say that i i just i just think that uh what they're going to end up doing is is um you know, not joining until you get this big, big major, big major conference, right? So I don't really think it matters where they land, kind of like UCLA and USC. Uh, like, I don't think Notre Dame is going to have to do anything until they absolutely have to do something. Sure. Uh, and that's been their take from, from the beginning of time when it comes to uh, their football program. So, you know, I, I can't imagine them, you know, I, there's no risk right now for them staying independent, in, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, they've been able to do it. It's worked out for them uh, with the BCS, you know, making the playoffs twice, all those things. You know, uh, would, will they ever have the opportunity to take to get to the next level? I I, I don't know. I mean, I really I, – I don't know. That'll be, that'll be tough. But, um, you know, I think they're going to cling to their independence as long as they can. You know, keep their rivalries with the service academies, and uh, you know, but I don't think they're going to do anything until they until they absolutely have to. And then when they absolutely have to, they're obviously going to do with what's best for uh, for Notre Dame because they'll have all the leverage, all the leverage in the world. But I think maybe Elijah, by the time they have to make the decision, you're going to have basically, you know, a conference with a the best 30, 30, maybe 35 teams in the country and, and four divisions. That's, that's how I see it coming and really absolutely no part of the NCAA. I think players are going to start getting paid. Uh, cause I, I think the NIL and I know a part of this, you know, talking to the, the administrators that I know, the guys they, that are athletic directors with, NIL has to go away at some point. This is a way for it to go away, but what you're going to see is all the players getting paid pretty much the same thing across the board. 
So, um, and then you're going to have unlimited coaching. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's not going to be restrictions on on those things. It's basically going to be what's your budget, just like the NFL. So, um, I think that's uh, I think that's what what we're getting to. Um, you know, do I like it? Dislike it? I don't care enough to to mm-hmm. to, <laughs> you know, to really decide. But what's 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 changed? The the the, the rich get richer. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the name brands, they the name brands, you know, and, and those are the people, you know, they're, they're going to want the people who travel the bowl games. They're going to want the, the people who put on televisions and they're going to want, you know, teams that put people in the stands. And, and that hasn't changed in, you know, in the last hundred years. Because I want to get back to, to Notre Dame for just a second. Mm-hmm. You, you being a, an alum, you probably have a better sense of this than, than most would. What is the, the draw keeping Notre Dame independent? I mean, there's been conferences trying to, to nab Notre Dame for years now. Is it the tradition of being independent? Is it the autonomy of being independent? What is, is the draw for Notre Dame to keep them independent? Well, well I think, yeah, you know, historically, you know, the rivalries that they've had, you know, with uh, USC, the, the playing of different teams year in, year out, playing the service academies. Uh, I know that's that's been a you know that's been a uh, absolute huge part of it. I know uh, to the and I know they're you know we're talking out of both sides of our mouth. I'm talking as a Notre Dame person. Um, we like to talk about academics there a little bit. And you know when they don't when when I was there and and when the uh, the conference um, discussions took place. A lot of it was about the programs that were offered. A lot of it was about the affiliation with the with the conference. Would that dilute the academic, the reputation of of Notre Dame, and um, you know the the programs that you have to have? You know the requirements. You know there's certain things if you're in the Big Ten conference that you have to um, that you have to have academically that you have to offer, you know, there's funding, there's granting, all those type of things. And, you know, which are obviously, I, I know absolutely nothing about, but I know that was a big part of it. Um, you know, 25, 30 years ago, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if those are the reasons any, anymore, because it's like everybody now, the, the conference is just something you're attached to. It's, you're not necessarily representing the conference, nor does the conference represent you anymore. It's almost like who you're playing with, you know, and how much money you're getting. So, so I think that if you see Notre Dame join a conference, it, it's probably because, you know, that train's kind of moved more towards, you know, it's the Big Ten is not necessarily um, an academic conference to Notre Dame. It's just, okay, this is the best place to play. This is what the TV contract, this is how much money we're getting. You know, not necessarily the, oh, okay, here's here's our academic ties. That Big Ten is, is clearly a, a great academic conference. But, you know, I, I don't think when, you come, when it comes to athletics anymore, where there used to be a correlation, when there used to be, um, you know, you could you could correlate academics and, and 
standards to athletics at a high level. I don't think people look at the conferences like that anymore. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. Ten issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Rick Kaczynski's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Last thought, Kaz, would you rather be Lincoln Riley going into the Big Ten or Lincoln Riley going into the SEC with Oklahoma? Uh, I'd, I'd rather be Lincoln Riley going into the um, into the Big Ten, for sure. Just because he's in the SEC and he's recruiting there? It's just, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, because, you know, what, what you're going to hear is how, okay, now these, now these um, Big Ten schools can go recruit California. That that that's BS. It just doesn't doesn't work like it. Just because you're playing out there, you get you get the same kids that you would get in that UCLA and and um, USC don't want. I mean that that's that's really what it's going to come down to. It's no different than you know beating you know you're not beating Georgia, you're not beating Alabama, you're not beating Clemson, you're not beating Florida. You know, you're not you're not beating those schools to get kids, and it's not going to be any different just because now all of a sudden you're playing out there twice a year, maybe that all of a sudden it's just going to open the floodgates for uh, for recruiting. So Lincoln Riley, he's going to still get he, he's going to get he's going to get some of the best players in the country, and now these Big Ten teams got to go play against them. You know, so uh, I just think going into new head coach tradition, being able to build it quicker against the competition because what I, what I like about Southern Cal, I mean, you know, obviously I grew up hating Southern Cal, but had a ton of respect for them. Uh, if Southern Cal, Southern Cal can get the best athletes, kind of like Alabama um, in Georgia, but so- Southern Cal, you know, historically has always been a football, has always been a, a physical football team too. Southern Cal has a history of, of running the football. Southern Cal has a history of big offensive and, and stud defensive linemen. You know, so when you're trying, you're going from Oklahoma to the SEC and you're running that, uh, that SEC West gauntlet and then your crossover games, man, you know, with Oklahoma's roster right now, they, you know, that's a 500 football team at best if you got a, if you got an NFL quarterback under the center. So, um, so I think, you know, Lincoln Riley being able to get any quarterback he wants, you got quarterbacks in your backyard, you got linemen, you got everything you need in your backyard. And, you know, let's face it, Southern Cal, it's going to take one good year for them to blow up. You know, they, 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 they've gone through these phases over time. You know, there was times in the eighties when you know, then John Robinson's run in the nineties, you know, it, and they always come back. It's just a, it's just a matter of, of, of time. It's, it's, it's a matter of how long it takes them to get there and then how long they're going to stay at that elite level. But, but clearly they have the tools out at Southern Cal to be way more successful early 
um, and 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 often in the Big Ten, in my opinion, than they would be they would be going into the SEC. Well, transition wise, if they go back to that SoCal blueprint of physicality, they should be able to to transition okay into the Big Ten. Yeah, you would think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but is, is he going to do that? I, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know. They'll have a great running back. They'll have a great quarterback, and. You know, even when they've had, even when they've struggled, tell me when Southern Cal's had bad skill. <laughs> Never. You know that that's what that's what's scary. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, now, um, you know, I, I played them in South Bend when it's been pretty cold, and uh, them dudes had the jacket. You know, pretty cold for them. You know, <laughs> you know which uh, you know, spring day for us. You know, in mid October and. In the mid 30s, you know they got their winter jackets on and all that, and and we're wearing short sleeves. But they'll get they'll get used to that too. You know they'll get used to that. But the travel's gonna the travel's gonna affect them also. It, it, it'll be a, it'll be a transition, you know, uh, and it'll be a, it'll be somewhat of a gauntlet. But also, you know, it's it'll be a gauntlet for for both sides because you know does the Big Ten have the have the defensive backs that can handle. You know the receiver cores that that Southern Cal is able to get. Um, you know, and 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 I'm talking about. I'm not talking Southern Cal recent history. I'm talking about what where I see Southern Cal should be, and where I picture them becoming rather quickly with with Lincoln with Lincoln Riley. So, Rick, but, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Kaz, enjoy your fourth bud. Best you and your fam. Thanks for jumping on with us. Same to you guys, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Good stuff from Kaz there, and Notre Dame will no doubt weigh their options, but signs pointing to uh, (laughs) the Irish having to go along to get along. So this is pretty good from CBS Sports. College football continues to get crazy, and some pre-taped headlines here just in case you need to be prepared for what's around the corner. I'm Chris Hassel with breaking news. Another Pac-12 team is leaving the conference. That's right. Oregon is headed to the WWE. They've already challenged Roman Reigns to a title match. (laughs) We're receiving word that Arizona State's offense is going to be joining the ACC, but their defense is headed to the Big 12. They can't actually. Florida Atlantic University has joined a new conference. They are headed to the Mountain West. Hawaii is joining the ACC. I wonder which direction they would even fly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This one's big. The Jets and Giants have joined the Pac-12. Yes. And the conference is getting weaker. Utah, Colorado, and Boise State's applications to join the SEC have been rejected. So they decided to combine into one super team. Boys Toronto State has been accepted. UCF has announced that it's going to create its own conference of champions. So far, no other teams have joined. UCF has named themselves national champions after going undefeated in conference play. Kevin Durant has entered the transfer portal. The much-anticipated Big Ten matchup between USC and Maryland has been postponed after the Trojans had bus issues in Denver and then got on the Amtrak to Des Moines and rented a fleet of Toyota Camrys to Indianapolis. They're expected to arrive in Maryland for kickoff sometime next month. Maryland, something's wrong with the teleprompter. We'll fix it. Here. Just keep reading. Uh, 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 breaking news. Arch Manning, Maction, Jimbo Saban, ladder match, Iowa-Nebraska Corn Conference. I mean, oh, oh, it's back. 
All right, it's finally happened. Super conferences. The college football landscape now consists of two 30-team leagues and Notre Dame. All this far-fetched stuff we're putting together and we're not even considering that Notre Dame could join a conference? It's not possible? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. What's the timeline? How do you treat uh, the Irish? Is it a soft sell? Do you court them? Do you kiss their hiney? Or do you just lay it down and say, got to go along to get along. You want that playoff spot even with expansion? That's their, their leverage. Hey, we're Notre Dame. We deserve a spot in. Oh, yeah? You, you, you have a few teams you can play because everyone else is in a league and won't play you. In the name of TV dollars, I want to see Nebraska-Notre Dame. I think if you're the Big Ten, you just deliver them a, a pallet full of toilet paper made out of $100 bills and say there's a whole lot more coming where that comes from if you guys join the Big Ten. And you can bring your NBC friends, too. Interesting. So there's uh, tomorrow's headlines for you. Pretty interesting comments from Trev Alberts about turbulent times. And some must-see matchups will wrap up a Friday. Hale Varsity continues, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, get the podcast, subscribe to us, uh, give us your take, good, bad, or ugly. We love the reviews, and thanks to so many of you who do subscribe. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play for Hale Varsity Radio. Elijah, here's the question. How many times in a five-year cycle do you want to see SC, UCLA, Michigan, Ohio State? What's the the rotation like for for Nebraska, clearly Iowa, Wisconsin, important. It's always fun to see Sparty as well. Don't really care too much about Rutgers or Maryland, quite honestly. You have Illinois and Purdue, Northwestern, don't mind. I mean, you're opening up with them in Ireland, but all four at once <laughs> might be a bit much. Well, the, the, the scheduling... That was laid out by Scott Doctorman. He put a great article mm-hmm. together that worked with 14 teams where you had your three protected crossovers, and leaving 10 teams, everybody. and then you, you'd play those other 10 teams twice every five years, a home and away, which made a lot of sense. But now that the math doesn't check out with 16, so maybe that's what I'll do here tonight while I'm sitting here uh, doing the Salt Dogs game is figure out how scheduling will work with the Big Ten if they remain at 16 or if they go to, say, 20. Maybe maybe that's what my weekend project will be. We'll, we'll get in there, but uh, I'd like to see... You do your home-and-home with SC, then you rotate your home-and-home with UCLA, 
And it's got to be a situation where, I mean, you're going to see a schedule in the future where you could have a road trip to USC, a road trip to Michigan while having Ohio State and Wisconsin at home, and you end on Black Friday against Iowa. Which is daunting. I saw a tweet earlier today, which uh, was pretty funny, made me chuckle. It said, uh, who will be the first Big Ten team to play back-to-back road games against USC and Maryland or Rutgers? Uh, and why will it be Nebraska? <laughs> this was part of Trev's uh, story. The World Herald and, and on three did uh, a sit-down with Trev this morning. And it's reality where... It, it, you're going to have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and you've got to step your game up and and Trev's viewpoint on things is look it's a sign of respect where Nebraska has had tough schedules because of their brand because of their eyeballs i mean the reason you went and got Nebraska is so you can match them up on that marquee platform on a Saturday night, the world's going to see you. I mean, think of the Michigan moment. Think of the, the Michigan State moment where you took down a college football playoff team. Uh, think of the, the juice that was in this town when Miami came to Lincoln for a night game on ABC. Or, I know it didn't end well. It was, quite frankly, a bludgeoning. But we all remember how cranked up the entire state in this town was when SC came here. Back in 06, that's a billion years ago. And the showcase when Nebraska went out to USC. UCLA to a lesser degree, but that was still a game that ABC circled and put on. Fox will love. So, we'll see. More to talk about tomorrow, the weekend edition at 7 a.m. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great 4th. And talk to you tomorrow with Hale Varsity. A Huda Media Production.